Another episode, the Batman by the Numbers podcast. Yes, that was me doing a terrible Christian Bale impression, or was it a terrible Kevin Conroy impression? I don't know. You decide. Uh, but just like the Tumblr, we're going to plow right through that one. Um, and speaking of the Tumblr, that may just come up a bit later in our topic today. But before we do that, allow me to introduce our Bat panel for today. Um, well, first of all, I'm your host, Daniel Cohen. Um, joining me once again, we have podcast editor Alex. Don't call him Alexander Knox because he's not a big fan of Batman 89. Marcus. Alex, hello. Hi. I forgot who Alexander Knox was, so definitely don't call me that. I'll be very confused. How can you forget <laughs> Alexander Knox? Great character. All righty. <laughs> also joining us for the first time on the Batman by the Numbers podcast, we have comic review editor of thepopbreak.com, Rachel Freeman. Rachel, welcome. Hello, I'm very excited to be on this podcast. Well, I know you're a big Batman fan, and that's what we want on a podcast called Batman by the Numbers, Batman fans. How about that? Okay, enough of the rambling. Uh, We're back with another rankings episode today. What are we ranking? Well, so I think everyone listening will agree that one of the most notable, iconic parts to Batman's world are his vehicles. Um, The Batman movies in particular have had a plethora of badass vehicles. Um, whether it's by land, by air, by sea, or by ice, we've been blessed with many memorable Batman vehicles. Um, but some are better than others, and that's what we're going to determine today. Uh, so we're going to have some real fun today as we rank the cinematic Batman vehicle. Okay, so for these rankings, we, we changed it up a little bit. There's some unique ground rules for this one, and so I have a lot of table setting to do here, so everyone just strap in as I lay this all out. So, okay, here's the deal. I put together a list of 15 vehicles from the movies that we'll be ranking from worst to best. Uh, and before I go into our ranking system, here are the eligible here are the eligible vehicles in chronological. All right, here we go. We've got, of course, the Batmobile from the 60s Adam West movie. Also from that movie, the Batcopter. You bet that's going. We have the Batwing 89. We have the Burton Batmobile from the Burton Batmobile from 89, which also carries over into Batman Returns. Also from Batman Returns, the Bat Ski Boat. And just in case you forgot what this is, it's the one at the end of the movie when Batman heads towards the Penguin's lair in the sewers. Um, from Batman Forever, we have three. Uh, so in this one, Batman really utilized the whole by land, by air, by sea concept. Uh, we have the newly redesigned Schumacher Batmobile, Batboat, and a new Batwing. From Batman and Robin, yet another newly redesigned Batmobile from the Schumacher era. Also from Batman and Robin, and I decided to group these three together as one. So they were ranked together as a team. Uh, we have the Bat Blade, which is the motorcycle that Batgirl rides at the end. Uh, the Bat Skiff that Robin rides. Then finally, the Bat Hammer, uh, which is what George Clooney drives. Uh, so there you go. And uh, uh, by the way, I mostly got these name confirmations from the Batman Wiki fandom. Uh, so, you know, if they have other names, I don't know what to tell you. Write in. Um, if you were to tell me 10 years ago on a, that I'd be on a podcast talking about the Bat Skiff from Batman and Robin, I would have had a confused look on my face, but here we are. Okay, moving on to Nolan. Uh, we have the Tumblr. The Tumblr also carries over to the Dark Knight. 
Then, of course, we have the Bat Pod from the Dark Knight, which also carries over to the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, more planes. We have, of course, the Bat from the Dark Knight Rises. Um, and then everyone's favorite Batman move. We've got uh, the Snyder Batmobile from Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And finally, most recently, from the Batman, the Matt Reeves Batmobile. Um, so there you go. I feel like Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. Everybody got that? Um, now, real quick, you might notice we didn't include everything from these, you know, like no bat plane from BVS. Um, and yes, I know there's a bat boat from the 60s Batman movie. Um, I don't know. There's nothing special about those in the positive or negative. So I want to have a real lean list here. So some did get excluded. Uh, what's funny, I rewatched all the vehicle scenes to prep for this, and I completely forgot that in Batman and Robin, Robin had a motorcycle called the Redbird, apparently. So uh, there you go. Um, and if we ever do a villain's vehicle ranking, we'll be sure to include the flying Ele umbrellas from the 60s movie um, and the penguin's duck from Batman Returns. But OK, on to the vehicles that were actually included here. OK, here's how we rank these. So I, I want to have a little more fun with this one. Uh, so instead of each of us just ranking everything one through 15, um, we have six different categories. So the three of us individually ranked one through 15, these vehicles in each category. Um, then the six categories cumulatively add up to a score. And of course, that final score determines the overall rankings. All right. So here are the categories. Um, so we ranked each of these vehicles in the following. The look of the vehicle, just how we like the look of the vehicle. Very simple purpose, basically like how well vehicle does in its given circumstances. The gadgets, how cool good are the devices uh, for each vehicle? Iconic scenes, how good are the actual scene the vehicles are used? Um, durability. This is like the survivability of the vehicle. You know, how much damage can it take? And then finally, just our own personal rankings. This is more of, you know, just like the gut feel, forgetting the categories, and just going by how much we personally like each. Um, so I think, you know, this will be interesting to chat through, I think, um, because there are certainly multiple ways you can look at these categories. But that's it. Um, with all that said, I have the official rankings here. Um, only I know how these netted out. Uh, so... That's it. But please tell me you're both ready to begin, because I cannot possibly set this up anymore. <laughs> I'm so ready to begin. I can't wait. All righty. We are going to begin. So um, coming in at number 15. So I'm very happy here because uh, we're starting this countdown off on the right foot, or I guess I should say wrong foot. Um, all I wanted was one of the Batman and Robin options to finish in last place. Uh, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Uh, coming in dead last, as it should be stupid, ridiculous three-way grouping of the bat blade the bat skiff and the bat hammer um so let me let me just say this off the bat here i i saw this movie in the theater when i was 13 and even then i knew that these things were dumb um my memory of these vehicles when i first saw them is that they were just a bunch of nonsensical random shapes kind of clobbered together uh now when i fired this movie back up for research it's not exactly that so like batgirl's bat blade is literally just a motorcycle that does nothing but ride forward that's it i don't even think it makes a turn um, but that's still probably better. That's still probably the best out of the three. I can't stand the fact there's a Batman vehicle that has a giant fan in the back. Um, it's also another vehicle that does nothing, like literally nothing. I, Batgirl jumps on it at one point. Great. Um, but the one that offends me the most, the creme de la creme of crap, if you will, is the Bat Hammer. And uh, this thing is just a bunch of studio executives gluing random shapes together. I detest this thing. <laughs> it, it carries, so it carries over from the Batmobile also in this movie with its neon lights. Um, and then the fact that it has the shields mechanic, which completely insults the memory of the Burton Batmobile just makes me sick. Um, I did want to be fair though. So I bumped these vehicles up a little bit in the purpose category because 
I mean, they can ride on ice, they can deflect ice, so, I mean, fine, whatever. But other than that, these vehicles do nothing cool, they look like garbage, and I hate them, um, if I haven't made that clear. I have nothing else to add on these. Um, Rachel, it's tradition on the Batman by the Numbers podcast that I always put the newbie on the spotlight right away for what I believe to be a ridiculous ranking. Um, you had these Fair vehicles enough. for... You had these vehicles for iconic scenes at number four. Now, I'm hoping your argument is that it's iconic and that how bad the scene is, but but please explain yourself. That is 100% what my argument is. <laughs> iconic, iconic to me is memorable, um, and I remember this scene very vividly. <laughs> it's not iconic because they do anything cool. It's iconic because as soon as I saw this, I was like, I know what every single one of these vehicles is. And I re- or are, and I remember the scene <laughs> that they were in, and um, yeah, that was like that's really my only justification was like just the the joy <laughs> that recalling that scene brought to me. <laughs> I, I, I like that argument because it it again it puts the spotlight on how bad they are. So I totally totally fair. Um, Alex, you were consistently low on these, as you should be. Um, do you have any deep, meaningful thoughts that you want to add on these abominations? I mean, I think that it's cool that the that Batgirl gets a motorcycle. I think maybe if she got to be in another movie, we could have seen it have fun gadgets. She really didn't get a chance because she was only Batgirl for the last, like, five minutes of the movie. So that's a bummer. Uh, I think the Bad Hammer looks kind of cool in, a in like, a in a you know, I'm not really sure what it is or what its purpose is. And I rewatched these movies like within the last year and I don't remember it at all. So I don't know what the deal is there. And I just think that the fact that the bat skiff exists, like it's obviously supposed to be silly, but it's just so silly that I'm just like, I don't know. I can't take this seriously. <laughs> it's uh, it's like you said, Dan, it's like they took they took all the things and they were like, how do we make this look as much Batman mm-hmm. as we possibly can so that nobody can mistake that this is a Batman vehicle, except for the uh, motorcycle. They, they don't, they don't look Batman at all. I, I mean, maybe I'm sure there's a comic book out there where Batman rides a bat skip that has a fan on it, but whatever. I, oh, I meant, I meant because it has like the symbols and sure. all the like yeah. pointy shapes yep. and like, yeah, it looks good like, on the, yeah, on this is so aisle. Batman. It's it's very much like the kind of toyification of of movie mm-hmm. blockbuster movie making that was happening at that time. We're just like we're gonna try to inject like they literally had toy executives like go into the writer's room and be like, this is how can you these are our ideas for toys. Can you put them into the script? And um, these are very niche versions of that. They were I, cool I, toys. I, uh, I, I definitely I, didn't have any. I mean, I was seven when this movie came out and i definitely didn't have any of these toys so i'm kind of jealous because yeah. uh i bet they looked really cool to play with yes <laughs> well we'll uh we'll move on and we'll have another batman robin vehicle to talk about later it's a little too later in my opinion but we'll we'll get there <laughs> um all right so we have a tie for 13th uh so no 14th place we always have a tie on these things it's amazing um so <laughs> we do have a tie though for 13th um so it is a pair of batman forever vehicles um, so uh. tied for 13th, we have the Bat Boat and the Batmobile from Batman Forever tied at 13th. We'll start with the boat. Um, this one makes me a little sad, but I mean, not really. I mean, I had a low across the board, but I just, I'm only a little sad because I do remember being really excited that there was going to be a Bat Boat when I saw this movie as a kid. And I do like the way it looks. Um, 
In fact, here I, I, I'm going to give Batman Forever vehicles a lot of credit for consistency and that they all have that consistent, like, cutout, you can see inside blue light look. So that's nice. Um, even though the boat looks fairly cool, it's pretty useless. Um, in fact, I, I ranked it dead last in Durham. Because honestly, like, it takes one and a half Riddler bombs to take it out and that's it. I mean, pretty putrid. It does really doesn't do much. Um, so I don't know. That's the bad boat. Uh, so Rachel, you were the highest in your personal rankings on the bad boat. I mean, you didn't break the bank here. It's seven. Yeah. But, uh, what is it about the bad boat that had it in the top half for you? So, um, if you hadn't noticed by looking at my results, I'm a little bit biased against the newer movies. <laughs> I gave them ex- ex- a lot except of for, Except for one in particular we'll get to. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the reasons is because I, I will admit my bias. I'm like, freaking hate those vehicles <laughs> like how you hate the batman forever vehicles i i have a i have a passion against um a lot of the newer vehicles and then it but it also kind of goes back to what alex was saying like these were these were meant to be toys and when you're a kid and you look at that you're like oh that's so cool and again like they that's what's in my memories is that feeling of like, oh, that's so cool. And then the toy came out and the toy is super cool. Um, so that I guess it just like hits a different, um, it just hits different for me in like when I see that and like the feeling that it evokes in me now as an adult, going back to being a kid. And and also like you're saying, looking at, again, looking at it as an adult, you're like, oh, that's ugly with all the colors. But as a kid, you're like, whoa, look at all the colors and all the buttons on the inside. <laughs> that's so cool and then it does nothing but that doesn't matter because it's so cool looking (laughs) i don't so i actually and like you're definitely right about the toy factor and um i I don't hate the batman forever vehicles honestly like i now i think that they're at least with those like i think there was a little more thought process that went into them because I, i do like the fact that all three of them like they have like a similar kind of design um so that's kind of nice Alex, you had this seventh in durability. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you have more respect for Jim Carrey's Riddler bombs. Um, any burning hot takes you want to say about the Batman Forever Batboat? Uh, no, not really. I guess I had it at that high because I forgot it blew up in that movie. So that's probably why. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had it lower. It does have um, an ejector seat. <laughs> I, I forgot about them blowing up, too, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, I can't stress enough. It was like three months ago that I watched all of these movies, but um, some things stick in your memory more than others. And I would say for this one, it just is like, it just pales in comparison, in my opinion, to the Batwing from Batman Forever, which I think it's like clearly evoking. It's a similar style, but I think that the, we'll get to Batwing, but I was, when I looked over all these, I was surprised by how much I liked the Batwing. And so kind of like by comparison, the Batboat uh, took a little bit of a dip. but yeah, it's it's a pretty, I mean, I definitely want, I remember wanting this toy and not being able to get it when I was a kid. So there's that at least. I don't remember seeing the Batboat in toy stores either. Um, I, I, I have to think it existed. Uh, oh, okay. absolutely. So it also tied for 13th. So, 13th. so now going over to what is officially our lowest ranked Batmobile. Um, I'm very annoyed right now that we haven't reached the Batman and Robin Batmobile yet. Um just this is this is much better than that but here it is it's the batman forever batmobile um i gotta be honest i don't i don't think there's a vehicle on this list that i'm more indifferent about than this one it's fine it's not embarrassing um you know you can put that on the poster batman forever (laughs) batmobile embarrassing um i will say i will say though 
I do remember at the time that people were in favor of it because I it felt like a nice change of pace, I guess, from the Burton Batmobile. Um, it fits more the mood of this film, uh, and it is not embarrassing like the Batman and Robin Batmobile, which we still haven't gotten to yet. <laughs> Uh, the forever, hey, the Dan, forever do you not like Batman and Robin? Is that a uh, yeah. getting? <laughs> we'll talk about that more later. Uh, the forever Batmobile looks like uh, one of those like old Nintendo 64 controllers where you can like see inside it. Um, it also has a giant Batwing on top of it, which can't be too convenient. Uh, so I know Batman says he'll get drive through <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, but he's not getting drive through with that thing on top. There's no way it fits. Um, so whatever. So even though I said I was indifferent towards this car, I do. I, I bet there's probably a few people listening who are maybe a little disappointed at how low it is here, um, because I think there probably are people that have a soft spot for this Batmobile. Uh, one of those people is on this panel, uh, because, Rachel, you had this in your personal rankings at number five, which is pretty high. Wow. Uh, so why why <laughs> so high on the Batman Forever Batmobile? It makes me happy. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like, the th- again, the things about it... Um, I believe it's the Batman or isn't it the Batman forever Batmobile? I actually might've gotten these two mixed up because there's the, the scene where he's driving along the statue's arm. Yeah. Oh, that's Batman. Oh, it's oh. Batman and Robin. Okay. No, but, Cause see, the Batman forever also scales the building. It does, yeah. Yes, it does. Just, yes. It yeah. Does. Yeah. He scaled like very similar. It's for these vehicles. Again, the aesthetics are so extra, but when I think of like the stuff that they went through, <laughs> again, he scales a building. He's got yes. like all of these, he's got all of these crazy buttons inside. It it like drives through stuff. It drives through explosions. It's just this, it's like I said, it's just so extra. Yeah. And I ranked it high in like gadgets and, and I ranked it high in purpose because again, its purpose is to be the Batmobile. So again, you're watching this and it is covered in bat symbols and it's got the bat thing. So it's I feel like in that way, it it is effective as like being the Batmobile and what it's supposed to represent in that regard, especially for a lot of the kids who like watch the animated series and things like that. Like you're used to this sleek looking Batmobile, but then they took it and made it this thing again. It's marketability with like its bright lights. Um, Yeah. (laughs) one one thing i'll say about this one is that i think that it's definitely a big change of pace from the burden batmobile like i mentioned but it's still it's still fairly sleek looking like i don't think they completely gutted it um it does scale a building and yes it has basically this batmobile kind of has like it's one big moment it has one big scene um against two-face and i mean it gets the job done um so now, Alex, on the opposite side of the spectrum, you really hammered, or should I say, bad hammered the Forever Batmobile. <laughs> um, you had it, you had it 14th, and you had it so second to last in look. You had it 14th in iconic scenes, and it was 13th in personal rankings for you. I mean, geez, why so harsh on the Forever Batmobile? Uh, it's my least favorite Batmobile for sure. I, I totally respect what Rachel is saying, but I think it looks. I hate how it looks. It's so like muscular and and like veiny almost. And I just that doesn't look I don't like that at all. And I just think that, you know, 
I grew up with the with the animated series Batmobile, and that was deeply inspired by the Tim Burton Batmobile. And so that's really what I think of when it comes to like iconic Batmobiles. And this one just is like all wrong. I think it just I just don't like how it looks. I don't. It looks like really bulky. It doesn't look like it could really get anywhere. And it is the only Batmobile that um, went through a McDonald's drive-through. So I feel like automatic worst Batmobile after that. I said I was indifferent earlier. I mean, so I was 13th in my personal rankings as well. I will say, but, but to be honest, the vehicles that I ranked 14th and 15th, the only ones I really, truly, like, dislike. Um, so I think there's some merit to all these vehicles other than the ones I ranked second to last and last. And, um, yeah, I put this in 13th in iconic scenes as well. I talked about it really only has that big moment. Um, the scene's fine, but I, I have to say... The, the thing I hate about that scene, though, is that is the score at the end, actually. Um, this has nothing to do with it, really, but it is part of the scene. It's like so Two-Face is looking up at the Batmobile, like, really angry um, as it drives away on the building. And you hear that, like, score. I just, just for the record, I really don't like the Elliot Goldenthal scores in the Schumacher films. But that is that is definitely a topic for another day. Um, we, all right, we, we move on. Okay, coming in at number 12, and um, this is... This is now where I'm legitimately upset. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> and I, I'm just, I'm just, I'll just list what the next oh, dear. So this is, so number 12 is the BVS Batmobile. And then at 11, finally, we get to the Batman and Robin Batmobile. So we'll, we'll, we'll stay on the BVS Batmobile for a second. So is that number 12? Losing Good. by one point, <laughs> by one point to the 11th ranked ridiculous over the top garbage Batman and Robin Batmobile. I, you've got to be kidding me. The, the hatred for BVS knows no bounds. I really, this Batmobile can't even beat the Batman and Robin Batmobile. Um, I, okay. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know, BVS defender. I do like this movie a lot. Having said that, I'm actually not that into this Batmobile. Honest. I, in my opinion, it, it was a bit of a lazy effort in that. I, I remember seeing the first picture of this Batmobile and thinking, wow, it's blatantly obvious what they're trying to do. They took the tumbler and they took the burden Babblebeal and they mashed them together. Yep. And so I'm not, <laughs> yeah. yes. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and passionately talk off this Babblebeal. I had it ninth in my personal ranking. So it's not exactly a subtle Babblebeal. It has one scene. It's a solid action scene, but there are no, you know, OMG moments like the other Batman movies. The entire scene is just a parade of bullets and explosions. Uh, there are definitely no style points here with this Babblebeal. Uh, it does fit the tone of the movie well. I mean, it's a satisfying action scene. It's iconic solely for it being the first meeting between Batman and Superman. Um, so you, you would think those things would be enough to get it over the hump of the Batman and Robin Batmobile. So I, again, as a defender of this movie, I, I really wasn't asking for much. I, I just wanted to see this finish over the Batman and Robin Batmobile. Um, it didn't, whatever. So I, I got to hand over the mic here because I can't talk about this anymore. We're, we're going we're gonna to stay on BVS for a minute. So, uh, Rachel, this is all your fault, by the way. You had this dead <laughs> last. You had this dead last in your personal rankings. Um, you laid down the bad hammer on this one. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that you're not a BVS fan. However, yeah. however, I will give you credit because you did have a number two ability. And I actually had a number one for I'm guessing it's for the same reason, but I'm going to let you speak to that. But um, go, go ahead. Why do you detest the uh, BBS battle? <laughs> um, one, yes, I hate that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> two, I, I actually, it hurt me having to rank it high in durability, but I did agree that it was durable. Um, 
But honestly, everything about that Batmobile loses points for me because it has a gun mounted on the front. <laughs> and it's, it's like so. you said, it's like it's just the Tumblr meets Batman 89 and then they put a gun on the front and I'm like, nothing about this feels Batman to me. As soon as you as soon as I as soon as you see that like freaking turret on there, I'm like, nope, I'm out. I can't I can't accept this. <laughs> Alex, looking at your rankings, you were basically on this one. Um I see like I saw like a lot of nine through twelves. Um you did have it seven for iconic scenes, so I mean a little higher there. Um I tried to I give I tried to give yeah. it credit. I, I, just I, for you, Dan. I tried to be generous. Listen, I'm not. I'm not that passionate about this one. I'm, <laughs> I'm just upset that it finished below the Batman and Robin I, though. That's really why I'm upset. This you is. Have, have, I'm gonna tell yeah. you why though. For me, like the reason okay. why it's ranked low is, and it's not ranked that low, but it's ranked. It's tied for tenth on my overall ranking, so it's pretty low. And the reason why is because I remember when they when they made that first announcement and they like released the promo photo of what it was gonna be like, and it was and it was you know um, Ben Affleck in the suit in front of the in front of the car and I, it was just so such a deflating moment for me because one of the fun things about getting to do remakes close together like there's a lot of downsides to it where we like switch over and it's like oh now we're doing a whole new version of the character a lot of reasons why that sucks one of the reasons why that's cool is because it gives a whole different creative team an opportunity to reinterpret the character and have fun idiosyncratic things about it and pull from different eras of its history and when I saw what they were doing with the Batmobile, I was like, well, this this just shows that they have no original take on this character. It, they're just doing a slightly updated version of what we saw in the last movie. That's really bad way to start out. So that's I have such a negative connotation with that. And then also, I mean, it does take a lot of bullets. But the thing that I remember most is, you know, Superman just ripping the top off of it. So how durable is it? Well, hold on. But OK, so this is I'm going to. And by the way, I, I pretty much both of you, I. I, I was I was I was hoping for something more clever with this one. I gotta say, um, and it was just like, yeah, I mean, we've been there before. Um, but okay, let me just let me just get back to my durability ranking. So I had a number one, uh, and Rachel had a number two. I just I had number one for one simple, simple reason. You're right. It crashes into Superman. Um, it's Superman. Yet, even though it crashes into Superman, it was still able to drive itself home. So I feel like that's an accomplishment. So that is literally why I gave it number is that it technically does survive its encounter with Superman. So give it a little credit for that. And um, <laughs> and I will say, like, it just as a as a BVS defender, you know, the, the one thing I'll say is, you know, it, it is a big iconic scene, like for whatever it's worth. It is the first meeting between Batman and Superman. Um, And I, I do like the, you know, you bleed stuff. That stuff works for me. It doesn't work for everyone, but whatever. But um. I, you know, it's, it's one scene. It's like a kind of like a yeah, solid action sequence. And that's really, there's really nothing else to it. Um, okay. Let's, 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 let's get to this now. Let's get this out of the way. So um, now we get to what was dead last in my Perkins um, coming in way too high. I hate this car, the Batman and Robin <laughs> Batmobile number 11. Um, here's what I will say is when we did our Batman movie rankings episode. Um, so Batman and Robin came in dead last as it should. Um, I did. So I did say in that episode that because we've gotten so many great Batman movies since Batman and Robin, we can kind of laugh at this movie now and not be so angry about it. And here's the thing, like I can laugh at the ice puns. I can laugh at the performances. We've gotten a great Bane now, so I can forgive the characterization there. You know, we can laugh at the I want a car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. We can laugh at that ridiculous dialogue exchange. Um, 
I can even laugh. It doesn't at the sound bad. like you can laugh at it, Dan, when you I, no, run I, through I, it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, there's a big butt coming. Um, <laughs> and I'll even laugh at the back credit card. But the one element to this movie that still frustrates me is are the vehicles in the. And we already talked about the ice vehicle. Um, I think this is a little worse. It's just here. Here it is. It's this bat is so symbolic of the movie that they wanted to make. Um, so in that sense, it's consistent. But this is such a studio committee made car. It's ridiculous. This is when I look at this car, you can feel the boardroom meeting of, oh, you know, it would be cool if it had this. Oh, let's add this to it. Oh, how about we cut holes in it there? Yeah, let's add some neon there. You know what this is? This is the Poochie episode from The Simpsons where it's just the boardroom sitting around coming up with this contrived new character that is like the creation of 5,000 different, but it is just a mess. This car is a mess. It has a giant flux capacitor in the front of the car. Um, <laughs> I mean, it honestly looks like the bomb from The Dark Knight Rises inside the car. Um, the comp to this car looking like a nightclub has been made multiple times, I feel like, but it's like not even like a good nightclub. It's A nightclub it's like I would want to go to, for sure. I, it looks like it looks like the lights you would see at like a bowling alley at a roller derby or something. Oh. I don't know. It, it doesn't. It doesn't just also like this is it doesn't just have one flame in the back. It has six. Yeah. You know, six, six, bigger is better. Six flames. The steering wheel looks like a podcast mic. Like it's honestly something out of a sharper image. Um, I just if it wasn't clear, I hate this Batmobile. But um, it's just one man's opinion. Uh, so, Rachel, you had this number eight in your personal rankings, which isn't super high or anything. But I mean, eighth does make my stomach turn. Um, so for so I just bashed this car. I, I am interested as to what you like about this car. Also, you did have this number three for gadgets. So I'm actually really curious why so high there. The only the only gadgets I saw was that it could disable Robin's 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 motorcycle. So that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Batman can't eject himself from the car. Uh, but go ahead. The frizzy yours. There's so many buttons. <laughs> it has a lot of buttons, too. Though. We don't know what all the buttons do. I just remember the scene where he's like pushing all the buttons. Like there's so many gadgets in that car. That's why I got three for gadgets was I was like, every single one of those buttons does something different. <laughs> um, but it also ranks high because it's not the other cars (laughs) 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 so it immediately gets a boost because it's not any of like the nolan verse vehicles um and again like i told you that scene for me is one of the most iconic batman movie scenes where they're going along the statue and they're driving up the statue's arm And, you know, Robin's like, I can make it. And he disables the Batmobile and then Robin throws a fit. But like he launches. (laughs) So he again, like it's just that scene is one of the most iconic for me. Um, That that Batmobile, uh, this is makes it sound less durable. But when it like uh, it like plows through the wall and then the little flaps on the top that you hate so much, Dan, like wiggle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because they're not sturdy right it's so i mean so alex you had this fifth in durability now is this because it's able to survive getting frozen so i mean it has that going right? yeah i i gave credit to all of the cars to all the vehicles that went up against the ice because that's anybody who lives in a cold winter climate knows that the the ice is really tough on your vehicle so if you could stand up to that you got extra points for me um, actually, I'm curious, why, why do you like this one more than the Batman Forever Batmobile? What is it about this one that it's like just like a little like a little extra for you? I think it looks cooler <laughs> like to be 
really basic about it. I like how it's like they tried to take the Tim Burton design and update it in a way that felt distinct, but also like in the spirit of of that classic version. And that's what I and I think that that's pretty cool. Like they kind of they keep that sleek long design. Uh, but they make it a little bit more sort of modern and a little bit sleeker and less grooves, more kind of like cool. It, it looks like it would look really cool in like a showroom at a at a car dealership, you know? Like it's got the it's got the fins that kind of take you back to the '60s, but it's got the kind of like cool colors and glass that feels very '90s. And yeah, I think and it, it gets credit for being able to turn Robin's bike off. I think that is as far as gadgets go. Uh, that was aces. That's a great moment in the movie. All right. Too high for me. Too many lights. We had some fun with that one, though. But thankfully, that's it. Thankfully, moving on to one that is a breath of fresh air compared to what we just discussed. Uh, at number 10, we have another Batmobile. We're, we're just ripping through Batmobiles. Uh, number 10 is the classic, the one and only, the 1960s Adam West era Batmobile. Um, as I discussed in our very first episode of movie rankings, uh, I have a real soft spot for the 60s era Batman. Uh, it is very important to me. Uh, it is what got me into Batman. Uh, so there's no doubt that this Batmobile is one of the most iconic elements of the 60s show. I think in these rankings, I, this probably came in a little lower than maybe people might think. Uh, just because the Batmobile is not so much a centerpiece in the movie as it is in the show. Um, for someone like me, I will take any chance I get to rank anything from the 60s era as high as I reasonably can. Uh Unfortunately for me, the Batmobile, the Batmobile was a victim of the categories. Um, however, I did rank it five for look. Uh, I think I can justify that. Um, the car is ridiculously looking, but also sort of like very simple at the same time. It probably looks simple by comparison to the other Batmobiles we've gotten. Um, I will say, though, I'll make another Simpsons reference. Th this car is one step away from the car in season two that Homer designs that has like the isolated seats that are covered by like glass bubble hatches. <laughs> it's one step away from that. Um, I love it though. I wish I could rank this higher. Uh, I can't say this had a lot of iconic scenes from the movie. There's just not much there. Um, now, Rachel, I want to, I want to get you in here because you had this vehicle ranked number one for what? gadgets. Number oh, one for gadgets. I'm fascinated by your yes, answers. Yes, Alex, here. it's for gadgets. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see a lot of gadgets in here. It does now. It has the bat phone in the car, which is handy. Uh, and in the, the '60s, that's a big deal, you know. Yeah. Well, going going off of that too, like it also has the TV monitor in the car, and especially like it was a very nice TV. Uh, there is a now we don't see it, but there is there is a reference to the car having a mobile anti crime file in the car, so I give it credit mm -hmm. for that. Um, but yes, I listen, I will never disagree or argue with anything from the 60s era being ranked high. Um, but why gadgets number here? Again, um, it's 60s Batman. So I think I put the yeah, I put the Batcopter that we'll get to really high in gadgets as well. And that's just because in 60s Batman, he has a gadget for everything on everything. There's gadgets everywhere. Like you said, there's a phone, there's a TV, there's an anti-crime thing, there's an anti-this. Like there's just, I can, I feel like it's probably, and, and not really fair to say because you don't see it, but again, for me, like putting my own imagination and thought into it, what all of the buttons in that vehicle do, I'm like, this car is like decked out with gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to see the gadgets to know that they're there. Um, 
and they're ridiculous gadgets too. Like they're the most obscure specific gadgets <laughs> that you have to rank it higher. Um, but I felt the same way that you did, Dan. There were, there were areas where like I wanted to rank it higher, but I just couldn't like, it's not my favorite look. Um, I don't think that the sixties Batman car is durable. <laughs> um, it, it never gets a chance to prove itself in the movie. Yeah. Give it a, give it a break. So um, it doesn't have, again, for me, like there's no real like iconic scene in the movie that sticks out to me for the, for the, um, for the sixties Batmobile. Um, so yeah, like I wanted it to do better, but I'm like, well, I know it has gadgets, so I can give it this category. <laughs> well, there's another vehicle in this movie that I that I think took some of the shine away from the car. And I, I, I here's also what I'll say is if I so if I was bringing in the '60s show into this, it would definitely be ranked a lot higher in gadgets for me as well. Um, Alex, you, you had this four personal rankings and 13th in the look category. How dare you? Um, when I saw those rankings, I, I wasn't angry. I was just sad. You know, just it's just like, a sports no. car from the '60s. It's not anything special. It's that's what I was so disappointed when I finally. I mean, <laughs> I, so I never saw the the TV show growing up. I like was raised on like the animated series and the movies and stuff. And so when I was like 16 or 17, I finally saw that that was what the Batman car was from the TV show for the first time. And I was like, what? How is that? The, how is that? The, it's just a sports car. There's nothing special about it. And sure, it's got the. I gave it a pretty decent mark for the gadgets too, because I think that given the time period, you know. And I also paid it some respect on durability, just because it lasted for a lot of years on TV, in addition to being in a movie. So you got to give I it like a little bit reasoning. of credit there. But I like uh, <laughs> but I think that the look is very basic, and it's just it's not a it's not a Batman car. It's just a sports car. Come on, it's got the symbol in there. It's got it. I it it definitely. I <laughs> well, you know what? Here, I actually think this is interesting because um, I totally copped to the fact that you know, anytime I have a chance to rank the '60s era stuff, I'll rank it higher than it probably should be, and that is because of the nostalgia. Like I like totally cop to that. So if you don't have the nostalgia there, then I totally get it. But like, I mean, when I think of a Batman car, like that's right at the top of the list. Um, but that's the sixties Batmobile. Thankfully we are not done with the sixties there more to come. Um, okay. Number nine. Uh, I'm really disappointed at where this one came in. I, I gotta say, oh, no. uh, Ra- Rachel, great, great job here. We were lockstep. This- no, 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 not your fault. We were, we were lockstep having this number four on our personal rankings. Um, okay. This is one that I think is super under. Um, at number nine, we have from Batman Returns, the Bat Skiba. Uh, Alex, you have a lot of explaining. So everyone listening, you know, turn up your volumes. This is how Alex ranked awesome ski boat from Batman Returns. Okay, here we go. Okay, the ski boat, he ranked the look last. He ranked it in purpose last. He ranked the gadgets second to last. He ranked it in iconic scenes last. He ranked it in durability second to last. And his personal ranking was in dead last. Um, now, Alex. This, this is deplorable. <laughs> but here, I'm going to hand over the mic to Alex in a second. I'm going to be fair to him in this sense, though. Um, so I'm going to guess that if he had watched Batman Returns recently, maybe he'd think differently. Because I do, I do understand that this one can be a forgotten vehicle if you haven't watched the movie in a while. Um, so I'm going to give you my two cents on this one in a bit on why I love it, um, as will Rachel. But Alex, last place in so many areas. Why? Because it's dumb. 
It's a dumb thing. And I have watched this movie not that long ago. And it's stupid. Like, there's no reason for it to exist. <laughs> like, why do you need a ski a bat ski boat? It sounds ridiculous. And you know, Dan, that I love this movie. This is one of my all-time favorite Batman movies. But this is an incredibly stupid vehicle. And I don't think it looks cool. And it's like it has exactly one purpose. It's like it's like when you watch a James Bond movie and Q hands him the gadget where it's like, and he explains how it works. And you're like, this could literally only be used in one possible context. And it's the one that we know is going to happen 45 minutes later. Like, it's just dumb. There's no reason for it. It's so impractical. Why would Batman need a ski boat? For when penguins invade the city, obviously, Alex. But Penguin lives in an underground zoo. He doesn't need the ski boat for that either. Which is why it serves a very unique purpose. Okay, here's why I have this so high. First of all, in all honesty, the the image of this thing speeding through the grimy, filthy sewers in pursuit of the Penguin's lair is a great image. I I, legitimately, I think it really does capture them feel the movie really well. Even like the little things like seeing the disgusting sewage water splash against those, it's great. Uh, and unlike something like Batman and Robin vehicles that are just there to look cool, I I think there was, I mean, maybe the fact of a ski boat is a little ridiculous. I think the James Bond comparison is fair, but I still think that there's actual care put into how this vehicle functions into the movie. It's it's not just for show. Um, I had this number two in the purpose category. I, number two. Here's, let me let me justify this. Here's here's what this vehicle accomplishment accomplishes, okay? This is an impressive success rate. It has the radar system that tracks where the penguins are going. Um, it even has the built-in little penguin sound effects. Uh, it can also detect any incoming penguins at close range. So, you know, you remember you had one of the penguins that fired a missile at it, and Batman has to do like a Star Fox barrel roll. Uh, by the way, I in this scene, I love the look on Batman's face, which is like, seriously, go back and watch this scene. He's like, wow, did I really almost bite it by a penguin shooting a missile at me? Um, I, I love Batman. It also has it also has very good connection to the Batcave. They're able to turn the penguins around, preventing destruction to Gotham City. Um, even as Batman says himself, it's able to hone in on the signal's origin. The screen even has like a little duck image and it's able to detect the penguin escaping. So he's able to take that quick turn out of the sewers, speeds up that little hill. It obliterates, absolutely obliterates the penguins duck. Um, and the ski boat actually still looks fairly intact. So I think it has some solid durability uh, potential there. Um, also, the ski boat was able to contain the bats that finish off the penguin. Um, I mean, hopefully it had some bat food in there. I don't know, but whatever. So this is an impressive list of accomplishments for a vehicle that is used in one scene. So long live the bat ski boat. Uh, Rachel, you agree with me. Why so high on this thing? I mean, Pretty much everything you just said, it's it serves a very specific purpose and it does that purpose. So purpose is up there. <laughs> like it serves its purpose. It's also one of the few times I feel like in a lot of the live action movies, even in some of the modern ones where you actually see Alfred contributing um like he's he's in there and he's on the he's on all the bat computers and he's helping batman while he's in the bat ski boat and um uh it like i'm also so penguins are my favorite animal so for me like the bat ski boat and all of the scene like the whole long scene with the bat ski boat is really memorable and iconic for me because 
like you said, like it's penguins with missiles on them and they're firing and he's got to dodge the missiles and he's trying really hard not to kill any of the penguins because he's Batman. And that makes me so happy that he's trying not to kill any of the penguins. And it ultimately leads to Penguin and his giant duck. Um, so for me, as much as you say it doesn't, Alex, that bat ski boat really propelled the movie forward to where it needed to go. So couldn't it have been a different vehicle that could do more than just one thing? <laughs> I think that he makes a fair point though. Like it is like it, the ski boat, the idea of the bat ski boat, it is a little more it is like sort of like a Roger Moore, James Bond like car or vehicle. Um, but and look, I, I I really like legitimately like this vehicle a lot, but I think that I, I would probably admit that just because of how much I love Batman Returns, you know, I probably ranked it a little bit higher than I should have in some areas. But it is a great it is a great vehicle. Um, I'm sad that it's only number nine, uh, but we did the best we can with it. So there you go. That That's the bat ski boat. Long live the bat ski boat. OK, we have a, we have another tie. We have a tie for seven um, tied for seven. This is an odd pair, but they're both aerial vehicles. We have the Batwing uh, from Batman Forever. And the copter from the 60s Batman. So let's start with the Batwing for Batman Forever. It's fine. It does do its job. And I do think it's probably the best out of the three Batman Forever vehicles. Um, I actually gave this one number three for gadgets because I think having the ability to morph into a sub is pretty impressive. Um, It does get taken out by a giant green laser. I mean, I don't know. What are you going to do? I won't fault it too much for that. Um, It's definitely a leaner faster version of the Batwing from the 89 movie, which we have not gotten to yet. Uh, but Alex, I want to get your take on this one because you, from your rankings, you have a real soft spot for this one. You sort of talked about it already, but I mean, I had to, I had to triple check my rankings here. <laughs> you had this ranked number three on your personal score. Uh, why so high on this one? Because it looks rad. Like it looks like it's some like out of an alien movie, right? It's got it. Like it's this cross between like the bat wing that we know and this sort of like scorpion design that's really cool it's much more ambitious from a design perspective than i expected it to be when i went back and saw it and i have to say i don't feel like the movie really gives it its proper due as a vehicle i don't think it gets a a great spotlight but this thing looks awesome i would love to have this as a toy as a kid i might want to have it as a toy now (laughs) it would be a really fun lego set to build and uh yeah it just looks way cooler and more interesting than it needs to be it looks really futuristic in the way that like a cool comic book vehicle should uh i agree with that actually yeah it does it it does look pretty futuristic i think that's a good point um rachel you were the middle of the pack you on this one kind of like generally across the board um what are the merits of the batwing for you in batman forever so the batwing for me has um it's it's a lot of what alex said like the way it looks i think it looks really cool um it has, again, it has a lot of gadgets. It transforms into another vehicle, which is like, that's a pretty huge gadget to have. Yes, <laughs> so I agree. It's, so it's got cool gadgets. It has, it's multifunctional. So, you know, he can use it for two purposes as opposed to, we know Alex hates when things are only used for one purpose. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it has multiple purposes. And I just like, it has some great scenes. Um, I love the scene where it's like uh the where it's like um it like flies past the moon um 
that's like a good scene to me. I'm trying to like talk with my hands and no one except you two can see me. <laughs> <laughs> but it has that scene. Um, I think this is the Batwing where he does like the thumbs up <laughs> to Commissioner so, Gordon. So yeah, he, what, what else is, it's, it's a good image. He flies through like the, so the Riddler tampered with the bat signal. It's like a question mm-hmm. mark. And he just like, yeah, he just blows past it, which is a pretty nice image. I agree. Yeah. So um, I just like, I just think it's very, it's just very visually and aesthetically appealing. And the scene, the scenes with the Batwing are, again, are just like, they stand out in that movie because they're actually good, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. I, I like a lot of that movie. <laughs> I had this 12 for my personal rankings. I could maybe be swayed. It's a little higher, but um, yeah, no, definitely. It's a, it definitely does its job. It can turn into a sub. Um, it's really cool when it flies out of the Batcave. Uh, it's a solid vehicle. But and just um, considering also, what that yes. movie was, it's so much better than it needed to be, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. It's, yeah, it's definitely like you could definitely, I could see that vehicle in a Burton movie. Um, alrighty. Also at number seven, like I said, we've got the Batcopter. And I just want to say, this is a valiant effort here for the Batcopter. I'm very happy. I think that, um, Again, I, I already talked about this. I think the 60s Batmobile finished low because it was outdone by the Batcopter here. So here's the thing. I I had this number for iconic scenes, and I thought for sure I'd be way high. Um, but Rachel, well, I can't get on board with it. I have the utmost respect for this call. And this is another one where I had to triple check. Um, Rachel Freeman had the Batcopter number one. It's the best scene! <laughs> I listen. It's listen, a good I, argument. I, ha- I, I have it. Yeah, I have it. Number four. I can't say it's number one, but I totally get it and I totally respect it. The floor is yours. It's the shark scene. Yes. <laughs> I feel like everybody, even if you have never seen that movie, everyone knows about the shark repellent and yep. knows about the scene where Batman punches a shark while he's dangling from a ladder <laughs> from the Batcopter. And like that alone, I was like. This is the most iconic scene, in, again, in my opinion, of any live-action Batman movie because it's just so, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. So many people know it. I feel like, again, as soon as you say Batman, Batcopter, people are like, oh, with the shark. Like, it just, you can't, yeah. It, to, to me, that is a number one in iconic scenes just because everybody knows it, even people who aren't Batman fans. Absolutely. Absolutely justifiable as number one in iconic scenes for me with this, like it's, well, first of all, it's very symbolic in terms of the opening of the movie. You know, you've got everyone looking up at it, you know, saluting it. Um, you talked about the shark scene. I also mentioned this on our movie rankings. Uh, I think what is also an iconic scene, the fact that a crash lands at a foam rubber convention. I mean, if that's not an <laughs> iconic scene, I don't know what is. Uh, and, 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 I will also give it credit for durability. It gets hit with a giant Riddler rocket. Doesn't explode, though, so it could have been much worse. Uh, It also, as you mentioned, does have a ladder. Um, And just in case you weren't sure, it's labeled Bat Ladder, which is classic 60s Batman. I mean, you probably could have tacked on another ladder rung instead of, you know, having it labeled Bat Ladder. But, you know, that's fine. Let's ignore that. Um, like, look, regardless, clearly the Batcopter has made its impact in the history of Batman vehicles, uh, as you mentioned, Rachel. Uh, Alex, you weren't as high as us, but you were generally favor- favorable on this one for the Batcopter. How could you not like it, right? 
I was I was honestly surprised by how high it ended up being in my list, but I just had a fondness for it. Like like Rachel said, there's so much iconic moments uh, that are just iconic for the entire history of Batman lore, and it really is just it also kind of like it looks better than it needed to, considering that it was just a helicopter. Like it actually looks like they tried to make it look cool on like the uh, Batmobile. Um, but, <laughs> but I yeah I just I really I I I was it really just crept up on my list in a way that I was unex- that I was not expecting. So, um I have it at 6, which is higher than it is on the overall rankings. So, well done, bad copter. Um okay. So, we have reached now we're at the top 6. So, n- now now it's getting kind of serious. Um we have yet to list a Nolan vehicle. Uh mm-hmm. so that's about to change. At number 6, we have our first Nolan offering and it is the Tumbler. Uh the rankings wow. the rankings for the Tumbler were really interesting uh we have someone on this panel who loves the tumbler we have someone on this panel who does not like the tumbler at all uh then we have me i i really struggle with the tumbler i have it ranked high in a couple spots um i think it's undeniable in gadgets it serves its purpose there pretty well uh and i generally in most categories i generally gave it the respect over the schumacher vehicles just because of the trilogy and the movie that it's in um at the end of the day, though, I'm not a fan of the Tumblr. I, I'm surprised because I actually thought I would be the lowest on it, but clearly I was not. Um, I'll say my piece here in that, you know, Batman Begins came out at a time when I was really kind of down on Batman. Uh, it had been eight years since Batman and Robin, and I was more focused on Revenge of the Sith that summer. Uh, the trailers for Batman Begins just weren't doing it for me. And one of the reasons why I wasn't that excited about the movie was because of the Tumblr. It's just, even though we had two Schumacher uh, movies in between, uh, I was still in the Burton Batmobile mindset. And so when I saw this massive over-the-top tank as the new Batmobile, it was just really jarring for me. Um, I saw the movie. I obviously love Batman Begins. But I was still on the Tumblr, to be honest. Uh, So... It has merit for sure. At the end of the day, though, it's just too much for me. It not only is it a massive tank, the the inside of the vehicle, I mean, looks like it's its own like Batcave condo. It's massive. I just it has like nine thousand screens on it. I really and like honestly, I hate hate the little weapons activation thing where Batman like slides into the front of the car. It just that just didn't work for me. Uh, and of course, in Batman Begins, it has like its its most significant scene is in the middle of the movie when he's escaping from the cops. And it's, it's honestly not even an action scene that I really like all that much. Uh, this thing is just barreling over cars. Um, I don't like the jokey nature of the scene. Like, oh, it's flying on rooftops. Uh, it's a little cooler in the dark night, but I'll get into that more later. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't hate Tumblr, but it, it is one of my least favorite parts to Batman Begins, honestly. But um, having said that, I am not the lowest, that's for sure. Uh, so we'll we'll end with the positive on the Tumblr. Uh, Rachel, we're going to get to you first. Uh, here are your Tumblr rankings. I'm going to put you on the spot now. I'm going to read your Tumblr rankings. Uh, okay, here we go. Rachel for the Tumblr. Here were the rankings. Second to last in look. 13th in purpose. 13th in gadgets. 14th. Second to last in iconic scene. You do give it number one for durability. Um, it is a big tank, so there's that. And then you are second to last in it for... Uh, your personal score. So safe to say you were not a fan of the Tumblr. Um, please, your hatred on the Tumblr. Why? 
I just like, it's almost like I have, I guess, the opposite feeling that you do, Dan, towards um, a lot of the like Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Batmobile. Like I started watching Batman, the animated series, and then I started reading the comics. So like Batman vehicles have a pretty like defined look for me. And I remember seeing the Tumblr and I was like, that's stupid. (laughs) Meanwhile, I can watch a video where the Batmobile has like lights and fire coming out of the back. But as soon as you give me like, it was just boring. It was just a tank. He just had a tank. And the amount of destruction he caused in that tank was ridiculous. (laughs) It just did not feel, uh, it just didn't feel like a Batman vehicle to me and i'm the same way like i i overall liked the batman begins movie i understand that they were trying to go for this more like realistic look for everything but i just was not feeling the bat tank (laughs) i i I mean i can't be i can't be that harsh on it but I, i like i'm generally on your side i just the fact that he was in this giant tank was just really off-putting for me when i first saw it i've grown to appreciate the tumblr a little bit more but i'm not that big of a fan but Alex, here, here, here are your rankings for the Tumblr. I'm going to read those on the opposite side of the spectrum. For look, you had it second. For purpose, fourth. For gadgets, number two. Iconic scenes, number two. Durability, number two. Your personal score, fourth. I, you must be like crestfallen right now. But here, this is your chance. We're going to end on the positive note for the Tumblr. G- give it the praise that you think it deserves. I mean, listen, I get it. it I think that... I would not want every Batmobile to look like this, of course, right? But I think for what the Nolan movies are trying to do, I really respect the fact that they took a big swing and they didn't take a half measure, right? They weren't like, well, we want it to look like the Batmobile, but we also want it to feel grounded and gritty and realistic. Like, they understood that trying to meet the fans halfway would produce a much worse product. Like, for instance, the Batman versus Superman Batmobile. <laughs> I think that instead they like they had the confidence of their conviction. They said, no, we're telling a different kind of story and we're going to commit to what that would be like. And I think that within that context, it works great. And I think that it looks really good as this totally outside the box redesign of what the Batmobile can be. And I get that if that's not where your heart is, that I uh, that that wouldn't be something you would respond to. But for me, I really respect the fact that they went for it, and I think that it's used well in two really good movies. I mean, I think the most iconic scene of that uh, of that Batmobile is when it, it get blows up. Um, we'll but there. that counts. It counts as yep, an iconic absolutely. scene. So um, I I really I really like it. I think it's much better um, than it than it's getting credit for on this episode. But that's okay. <laughs> I, I, I definitely get it. Like, I think you make a good point. I, I do. I will give it credit for that. They went totally different with it. Um, you know, you can't just do the same thing. So that is fair. Um, you know, I feel like the Tumblr being at number six is probably right where people would expect it because it does have its fans for sure. But it is a divisive one. It clearly as shown in our rankings. Uh, that's the Tumblr. All right. Moving on to number five. We're at the top five. We have another Nolan offering. We're going back to the air. We have the bat. So now the bat being this high is actually mostly my doing. I have to, so I have to say. And I killed it. <laughs> well, 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 we'll get there. Here, here's what I'm going to say on the bat is it, I actually kind of surprised myself with one because I got to be honest, going into these rankings, I thought I'd actually like be very middle of the pack on the bat. But I've got to tell you, I think the bat, I think this is the one that probably benefited, in my opinion, the most from just what the categories were. 
the bat really surprised me. I, first of all, I do think the look is great. I think for the bat, they basically took the tumbler and they said, let's give it a haircut. Well, let's trim it down. It is a much sleeker version, you know, looking version of the tumbler. Um, I do remember seeing it in the trailer for the first time and being pretty blown away as it's like chasing the other tumblers. Uh, by the way, just as like a side note, just to tell you how obsessed I was with my anticipation for The Dark Knight Rises, when they were debuting the first real trailer, not just like the little teaser trailer that they did, the first real one, um, I forget what movie it was being played with, but it was not going to be, I, I don't believe it was going to be online right away, if I recall. And so you actually had to go see this movie that it was paired with. And this was like old school for me. I literally went and just paid just to watch this trailer. And then I walked out. I didn't even see the movie that it was attached to. I, that, that's how obsessed I was with The Dark Knight, right? It, it, it honestly took over my life. Um, anyway, back to the bat. Uh, I, I was the highest across the board. Um, Alex, you were a bit, you, you were high in some character, you know, categories, low in others. Uh, Rachel, though, other than durability, this is another Nolan one that you really slammed. Um, I do have a bone to pick with both of you, though, in how you ranked it for iconic scenes um, for the bat, because I... I, I had this at number two for iconic scenes. Uh, for me, here's why I did that. It is the climax to the. I, this is this is Batman taking the bomb away from the city. It's him revealing to Gordon who he is. I, I mean, I mean, this is it. This is the end of the Nolan trilogy. Now, maybe you could argue. And by the way, spoiler for Dark Knight Rises. Um, pretty sure you've <laughs> seen it if you're listening to this podcast. But yes, I know Batman doesn't actually die. So I guess you could argue it takes some of the impact out of that scene, but. I, I guess, but I still think the entire just final chase with the bat and the lasting image of him taking it out over the bay is a pretty big Batman moment. Um, I mean, Alex, you had an eighth for iconic scenes, but Rachel, you had 12. I'll go to you first. Um, why so underwhelmed by the bat? I just was, it's similar to the Tumblr. I was just bored by the design. I was like, oh, it's another tank, but this one floats. <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> that's like how it felt to me. And then the scenes, I, the scene you're talking about, I just did not, I wasn't a huge fan of The Dark Knight Rises. I was so excited for it. And then I just felt a, a very underwhelmed. And a lot of the, towards the end started to feel very cliche for me. And so it didn't like, it didn't stand out to me. You know, he like, he reveals that he's Batman to Gordon and you're like, Oh cool. The police officer, the police detective didn't figure out he was Batman when the rest of the city did. And like, then he flies off and the bomb, you know, and explodes, but then he's alive. Like it just felt like all of these things just didn't hit where maybe they were aiming for or to me for me at least um and it just was not like the design is just not memorable to me the stuff he does like in the bat copter like i remember him and i remember lines and i remember what characters are doing but i just don't like i totally forgot what the bat looked like honestly until it was on this list and then i looked it up and i was like oh yeah that thing <laughs> i think that so i think your ratings here are very consistent because I mean, look for iconic scenes. I mean, if you weren't, if you were underwhelmed by the Dark Knight Rises, then it's not a surprise that you would have this low there. Um, and also, it is very similar to the Tumblr. Now, I think I, I personally think it's an improved version of the Tumblr. Uh, but Alex, your positives and negatives on the bat. Well, first I have to correct you because I'm pretty sure that the Dark Knight Rises ended with us finding out that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's middle name was Robin. So let's not oh, forget that iconic. Oh, moment. that wonderful scene! <laughs> I'm a defender. <laughs> 
<laughs> but what I'll say about this is I think, again, I think that it looks really cool. I, too, forgot what it looked like, though. So maybe that's a point to your favor, Rachel, until I looked it up. <laughs> but I do think that it looks cool when I looked it up. Um, and uh, I think that the 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 sequence that it plays such a big role in is really kind of middle of the road for me in terms of Batman. It's not it's not the most exciting, memorable moment of, a, of that vehicle, but it's not nowhere near the bottom of my list either. It's like it does what it needs to do, but there it feels a little bit workmanlike. What I like about this is that it really feels kind of like future tech in a way that I wasn't expecting from a Nolan movie. It felt like one the one time that they really gave him an opportunity to have like some flourish I mean, like oh what could, like it doesn't have to be quite so grounded and realistic like batman can't fly he has a secret you know uh like system in his suit that lets you know like they weren't like that they were just like no it's gonna be a it, it looks like it's out of like you know a minority report or something like that and i and i like that i think that that's cool so i think that that for me that that helped kind of bring it up a little bit in my rankings but it's in it's in my top five i was surprised that it was that high i wouldn't have what if I was just making it without these categories, I don't think I would have necessarily had it as high as it ended up, but that's where it was. I, for me too. Yeah. I didn't think I would be as passionate about it, but yeah, it, fa- it, it fared very well here. Um, that's the bad. I mean, listen, the one thing you can say about it for sure is that it's really good at dodging missiles. Um, so that, and I, I did rank it high and dirty. I mean, it doesn't get a scratch on it until the end. <laughs> um, but anyway, all right, we are, we're going to stay in the air. Um, number four. So, the 1989 Tim Burton film finally makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. At number four, we have The Batwing. And I will just tell you right now, this was number three on my personal rankings list. Um, it's, well, it's not one or two. This is this is the vehicle that I really, really, truly have a soft spot for. I absolutely love The Batwing. Um, so it absolutely, I absolutely, this, this overall, this vehicle crushed it in the look category. Alex, you had it four. Rachel had it three. I had it two. Um, it is epic looking in every sense of the world. One of my favorite shots in the entire movie, a movie that I've seen about 900 times, um, when it flies into Gotham City is truly awesome. And uh, just knowing that this is before the age of CGI and all that, incredible. Th- this is why it won an Academy Award direction. Absolutely stunning. Um, I know this movie has its detractors, Alex being one. Uh, but the look of the 89 Batman movie re- really does propel this for me on why I just have it ranked highly as the movie itself. Um, and the Batwing is a part of that. Uh, and while I'm glad it was able to get this high, I'm very happy. here. The, the, the real tragedy here and why I dinged it in a couple areas is that the Batwing does have two fatal flaws. Um, number one, the targeting system leaves a lot to be desired. Um, e- even though I love the sound effects inside the inside the cockpit, uh how he misses the Joker, I don't get it. I think I think Batman should have employed the Luke Skywalker use the Force approach. Um, big miss. The other flaw here is that, and Alex definitely noted this in his rankings. Uh, he had a dead last and dirty, and I I wish I could argue with him here, but I can't. I I had a thirteenth, and so I didn't go that low, but I did. It had to be reasonable. Um, it gets taken out by this one little sing, single rocket shot from the Joker's gun. It. Not not a good look. from all um, the way on the ground. Like, how did he not? How was he not able to move away? It was ridiculous. It, it's a bad look for the Batwing, which I really do love. Um, and even though the Joker, you know, pulling the gun out of his pants is a funny moment, and the crowd always laughs at that. It's and it's just the scene, the way the music syncs up with it is great too. But it certainly adds to the iconic nature of the scene itself. But 
yeah, it is it is not a good end for the Batwing. So even though I had it ranked highly in a lot of areas, uh, it got really dinged there. But it's still, despite those flaws, it still managed to come in at number four, and it is absolutely deserving of that rank that, that ranking. Rachel, you had the Batwing number three on your personal rankings. Uh, please sing its virtues. <laughs> so I I love the Batwing. Um, this Batwing. I mean, the Burton movies were, I think, for many of us, um, like including those listening, there's not many of us on the podcast. There's only three of us. But um, I think for a lot of people, those were like their first live action Batman movies, because even, you know, even obviously like the 60s ones came out first, but I didn't see those until I got older. But I watched Batman 89 and Batman Returns when I was little. So again, like those certain scenes of those stick out a lot more for me. Um, But I just really like the Batwing design. Um, Let me pull up the picture so I can talk about it. Yeah, like I, I like the shape of it. I like that it has like that, that battering shape. I feel like they did a good job compared to Batman, the Batman Forever Batwing, where it's like kind of like weird shaped and looking but this one like it looks like a batarang so they're clearly going for that this is a bat you know a batman thing um but it doesn't have batman symbols like stamped all over it um and then it also has one of again one of the most in my opinion iconic live action batman scenes where he's even though the you know jack nicholson's joker blows it up (laughs) unfortunately um where he's flying the bat wing and, you know, he's sitting there going, come on, come on, hit me, which is referenced in the dark Knight. That's how like impactful that scene is. So, and that happens with the bat wing. So again, like the bat wing really just sticks out to me in that movie. And even though it's not there for long, I feel like it's, it still kind of steals the show just for that short time. So I was able to really justify it. Um, ranking it high in purpose because listen it, it has the giant balloon clippers and it gets rid of the balloons so it does accomplish that um so alex well not a big fan of batman 89 you did give the batwing the respect it deserves. yeah it's an iconic look i also think that it's great that they modeled it off of uh the the battering it doesn't have like you said it doesn't have a lot of uh batman insignias on it because it is a batman insignia and i think that's really cool that they were able to pull that off it also kind of looks like it could be a spaceship or it could be a fighter jet like it it, it rides that line in a way that you want a sort of comic book sci-fi plane to do so i think that it's great i think that it's only it's only downfall is how it's used in the movie which is really pathetic <laughs> Well, and it does have, like, we talk about the look. I mean, it has one of the most iconic shots in the movie when it, like, literally basically, like, poses in front of the moon and, like, kind of creates that signal, um, uh-huh. which is also, I think, like, I think that's the, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the cover of, like, the score to Batman 89, too. So it's a it's a very iconic look. And you're right. It's, like, that is, it's a good way to describe it. It literally is, like, a, a batarang. It's a bat symbol. Um, it's great. The look, it's it's it is huge. It's massive. You know, I'll probably give the one from Batman Forever a little more credit in that it's a little more practical and that it can get around quicker. But 
man, I love the Batwing from 89. I'm very happy, despite its flaws, that are ranked number four. And um, then also, they built this thing, right? Like, all the other stuff that we're talking about is all CGI. And that's, I think, sometimes some of the, you know, the Batman Forever stuff. Like, that plane looks really cool, but it's all, like, terrible, like, mid-90s CG in the movie. Which is not really helping you out. But they built these models, and they and you can really tell the impact of that when you see it on screen. Absolutely. Great point. It, yeah, old-school filmmaking. It's awesome. Uh, moving on. We are at the top three. It is not even a year old yet, but this one is number three on the list. And yes, it is Matt Reeves' Batmobile from The Batman. This is an interesting one because you could say we're holding it up um, and maybe, you know, is it only this high because of how recent it is? Here's the thing. I was by far the lowest in my personal rankings here. I had a number eight. Now, a lot of that is probably because of my nostalgia for the 60s and the burn era eked it out like sort of had it lower than I probably than I probably should. And I caught to that. But even with it being number eight for my personal rankings, I have no issue here whatsoever with this one being so high. And uh, now a big reason why this one finished high is because of Rachel. This was your number two for the personal rankings and number one, number one for look. I I'm going to give you the mic here in a minute. But I so here's the thing. I wouldn't have it number one look, but I completely get it because I I think that when you look at the history of the Batmobiles on film, you know, the stylish Burton ones, the neon light show of the Schumacher era, the massive tank that is the Tumblr, uh, and then the BDS one, which is basically, as we talked about, just a combo of these other ones that we've already talked about. I think there is something to be said for how simple and rugged and gritty this one looks. It, it is a change of pace, and I think it fits to be like a glove. Um, and it really is like this really is a Batmobile where you could convince me that Bruce Wayne actually built this. Um, so as I mentioned, Rachel, you are clearly a big fan of this one. So I again, I wasn't a huge fan of um, some of the Nolan verse stuff and a lot of the more modern Batman movies. I was actually very skeptical of this movie. I was like, I'm going to hate it. I know I'm going to hate it. All of the, you know, Batflex stuff. Like, I haven't liked it. I'm going to hate it. And then I watched it, and it was really well done. <laughs> um, but the reason that I ranked this car so high is actually something that Alex touched on a little bit um, with the Tumblr. Because for me, this is the car, and this is the look of when you're trying to make Batman look realistic. When you're trying to say, okay... What would he drive around town that is going to have to be somewhat durable? So it's going to have to have like a little bit of that, you know, maybe more military grade exterior. But it needs to look like a car because he needs to be able to drive it on streets. And there needs to not be flames coming out of the back. <laughs> and it needs to not have bat shaped spoilers coming off of it. So I just really liked this very like early Batman simplistic look that he would have on his Batmobile. Um, I think that the it served its purpose again. It's the Batmobile. Um, there's the it has a really that chase scene is amazing. <laughs> One of the best chase scenes, not just for like not just for Batman movies, but just like in general, it was so intense. It was so well done. So you know it gets that. It's clearly durable. Um, I think the only thing I ranked it in, and that's just because like I. Haven't watched it in a bit, but I didn't really recall him doing much gadget-wise. Um, he has so, no gadgets. Okay, I didn't think so. I was like, I don't remember there being any gadgets. So, like, that one, it ranked low. But, again, if I'm thinking of, okay, what is a 
realistic modern Batmon- Batmobile, I I felt like they nailed it for this design. I want to talk about the gadget thing in a second, but um, Alex, I want to give you the floor because I know how much you like this Batman movie. You know, you had a number two in our bad movie ranking, so I figured you'd have this very high. Yeah, I honestly thought that I was going to be the highest on here with it. I was surprised to hear that I'm actually pretty mo- pretty conservative when it comes to this. I think on some of the points, I was a little bit hesitant to give it too much credit just because we, we just saw it for the first time. And I wanted to guard against recency bias. But I totally agree with everything that Rachel said. I love the fact that it feels like something that Bruce would have made himself, you know. Um, it really is this sort of like, unlike the 60s Batmobile where it just looks like a sports car, this looks like a big muscle car that he like souped up into something else entirely, right? But it still has the origins in like something real and 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 grounded and i really i really like that and the sequence that it's in i mean in a movie that doesn't have many action scenes the the chase scene in the middle of this movie that features the batmobile is just utterly like it like it just takes your breath away like they tease it in in a lot of the trailers and you think like oh i guess that's like the best parts of that sequence that we that they just showed us and like not even close it's so incredible (laughs) and the way that matt reeves films that where he places the camera really accentuates what a monster this car is it's so intimidating and so much more intimidating in certain ways than the literal tank that uh (laughs) that nolan's batman drives which is really impressive so i'm a really big fan of this and i yeah i i honestly would have had it higher if it wasn't that i just saw it for the first time earlier this year what's amazing about this ranking at number three and as you both have already alluded it only has one scene um as you both have already said it is an awesome scene and, the, and it's like a scene that lasts like 15 minutes. So <laughs> I have to say, so, you know, I went and you talked about the trailer. So like I and I, I agree with you, like there's definitely to it. I do. I still wish they didn't blow the ending to it in the trailer just because that shot of him walking to the penguin is so cool. But I also get it. Like you've got to market the film and I bet it did help. a lot. It was the it, only it is, action it, sequence they could market the film. On. It, yeah, it's an, <laughs> it's an incredible shot. So I totally understand why you would use that in the trailer that that is going to get people to theater. Um, I just want to talk about the gadget category for a bit. So, <laughs> yeah. so you both had this in last place for gadgets, which is completely justifiable. There are no gadgets. I looked at this a little bit differently and I, and I, I helped out its rating a little bit. I, I had this eighth in gadgets and I, so I think sometimes it's a good thing not to have all the clutter and boys. Um, and as you both already talked about, it's more of like a simplified ride, more realistic. And it was refreshing not to be in a Batmobile that had like, you know, 25 million screens and all these, you know, bat grapples and things like that. It was a little refreshing. And this this is an example of something that the BVS Batmobile did not do. This really was a true change of pace and original. And you know what? Guess what? Still gets the job done. It survives the wreckage. It flies through that fire at the end of the chase. Reeves Batmobile getting the job done in number three. Okay, we have two left. It's the two that you would expect to be at the top. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the suspense here for just a minute. So uh, this is so this is our third rankings episode in the young history of this podcast. So you know when we did the movie rankings, we all knew Dark Knight would be number one. When we did the villain rankings, we all knew that Heath Ledger would be number one. Um, so I think if you're a Batman fan listening to this right now. I think it's fair to say that this is this would be a toss up between these two. So um, coming in at number two, I'm going to do a little drum roll here at number two, the bat pod from the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. Um, And the thing with the bat pod is that aside from causing damage to a lot of car mirrors, uh, the bat pod is flawless. It speaks for itself. There is nothing 
more emblematic of how cool the bad pot is than when it does that damn wall flip in the dark night. And I've said it before, but I'm telling you that moment is one of, if not one of the greatest movie theater experiences I've ever had. I, I cannot express to you the Oz in sheer delight that was in the theater when that happened, uh, when I saw the dark night on opening night and a big part of, and we, we already talked about this, but a big part of why I ranked the Tumblr so low is that as Alex already said, you were thrilled to kind of see it self-destruct and then out pops the, the bat pod. But to, to, to credit, though, you know, you can't get there without the Tumblr. So the Tumblr doesn't deserve credit for that. Um, that's why I had it number one for iconic scenes. That's why Alex had it number one for iconic scenes. And then and now we get to, and now we get to <laughs> Rachel right into the bat pod. Despite her despite her best efforts, tried to keep the bat pod down. Um, so I have no doubt that you're ready to discuss this, but the spotlight is going to be put on you here. Uh, I'm going to read Rachel's category rankings. For oh, God. <laughs> The Bad Pod, The Look, 13th, Purpose, 12th, Gadgets, 2nd to last, Iconic Scenes, 13th, 13th, Durability, you gave it 3, so you were you were consistent in your Nolan Durability rankings, I will say, and your personal <laughs> score, third. so here's the thing, so um, I'm going to hand over to Rachel in a minute, I, I will say though, you know, your, your rankings on the Nolan vehicles are all very consistently low, and that you're not a fan, so totally fair. I am I am very curious, and th- is this just a preference? Do you, do you have a preference more for the comic book you look? Uh, I'm very curious in your take here, because not even the Bat Pod could survive your your Nolan Wrath. Yes, um, I uh, let me push up my glasses real quick. Um, as a I'm I'm a big comic like Batman comic reader, and so a lot of the stuff with the Nolan and the Nolan verse. Um, and like BVS unfortunately suffered from the fact that I just don't like that design. Um, it just does not, did not speak to me. Um, again, I gave the bat pop durability. It also, frankly, some of these just lost out of the fact that like, I just liked the other ones more and felt like I could defend them more. <laughs> I figured I I honestly figured like oh, I'm going to have the low scores for all of these and people are going to not agree with me. But I just they just don't appeal to me. There's some cool scenes, but the yeah, I I don't know how to describe it other than I just like the other vehicles more. <laughs> Listen, um, like, all the Nolan vehicles are very consistent. And like, we've already even talked about it too with the Tumblr and the Batwing and that they kind of look similar. I mean, the, I mean, the Bat Pod's kind of a different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I totally get it. It's like, they're, they're just, they're very different from the comic book era that we just experienced before the Nolan era. Um, Alex, and I, and I can part, admit that no, about yes. myself too. I, I know I have, I know I have my bias and I admit it and I have some friends who harp on me, but I, I can't help how I feel about it. <laughs> If you Alex, get angry letters from my opinions, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were you were right there with me on the bad pod rankings. Uh, no surprise. G- give the bad pod its due. Well, I just for one thing, it's such a surprise, right? Like when it comes out of the Tumblr and you're like, oh my god, what's happening? Like that's an awesome comic book moment, right? Like it might still have one foot in the like gritty, realistic, based on military gear uh, world, but it's also 
just two wheels from a like a, from a tr- <laughs> from a truck like from a giant tank that just pops out and now is a motorcycle like that's pretty crazy comic book stuff right there and i, I will say I always get nervous about Batman's cape. It doesn't seem like it's well suited for that <laughs> that the design. Um, I'm always afraid that it's going to like yanked into that back wheel, and there goes Batman forever. Uh, but other than that, You're nicely no, done. <laughs> other other than that, no no real no real complaints. It's it's deft. It really one of the biggest problems that Batman always has in live action is he's supposed to be this graceful figure in the comic books, but the practicality of his suit. And his gear is all like in live action makes it that he's always very kind of like tight and he can't really move that well. And I feel like this was a great way of making him be more versatile in an action scene where he was really able to kind of like bob and weave through cars and through like the like holes in the ground and like all this sort of like crazy stuff that he gets into on this thing. Uh, it just it really adds a level of versatility and a, le- and a level of unpredictability that this Batman in particular was really lacking. So, yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, the the Joker uh, truck sequence is probably it's like at least one of the most iconic parts of that movie. And and it's you know, that's what he has the whole time. And he's it's great. It's this little tiny like motorcycle thing. There's two giant wheels and nothing in the middle up against an armada of trucks and, and bazookas and and it's and he holds his own so yeah it's great i i love it i i'll never forget the feeling in the theater when i saw it just pop out of that thing just totally taking me by surprise and it won my heart forever that day people went crazy if we're talking iconic scenes too so obviously the one that everyone's going to point to is that action scene in the middle of the film where it topples the truck over um but it's not like it's it's number one for more reasons for me too it's not just that i I also give it the credit for riding off into the sunset at the end of the film during the monologue but also you think of it like it's just it's just this motorcycle and it is still in the dark night rises like it is still just as cool um the overhead shot where all the cop cars are chasing batman on it looks really really iconic and also, it's great at the end of The Dark Knight Rises, too, when Catwoman is driving it as well. And uh, you also have to, you have to give it credit. I mean, it, it does kind of take out Bane. So, I listen, the, the list of accomplishments on the Bad Pod is very high. Uh, and I'm sure people listening are not surprised that it's number two. But we move on to number one. And how could it not? I mean, honestly, come on. The, t- the Tim Burton Batmobile from 89 and Batman Returns. And... Uh, here's the thing i was kind of holding out the suspense when i was doing number two and number one uh it wasn't close the (laughs) the burton Batmobile obliterated the competition um like i said with these rankings you wanted a lower score so we were playing by golf rules uh the bat pod was numbered at 107 points the burton Batmobile clocked in at 49 so i oh wow so here like whether you're a fan of the bird movies or not doesn't matter we we all agree um the highest number this had on any category ranking was ninth and that was for me in the purpose category and honestly i don't even know why i did that that was a bad call by me i i would have, I'll have to take a look at my rank so bad, bad job by me there but here here's but look um one one two gadgets one one four and uh here's the topper for our personal rankings, one, one, one. We all agree. So yeah. this is it. This is the gold standard. It's never been topped. It's everything you could ever want out of a Batmobile. A plethora of badass gadgets. It looks cool as hell. Uh, and out of all the Batman movies, 
it is arguably the most iconic image there is, is that Batmobile. There are no detractors on this Batmobile. Nobody disagrees. It is the best. It's the best Batman vehicle, period, done. And for me, it's the second greatest vehicle ever in a motion picture behind only the Millennium Falcon. And as great as that wall flip is in The Dark Knight, it still falls behind for me in Shields, which is maybe the most nostalgic thing ever when those shields form around the batmobile i I get goosebumps um that's it i have nothing else to say the burton batmobile is awesome alex even as someone who's an 89 batman detractor uh there's no denying the burton batmobile but i love batman returns so you know and that's the batmobile there too i guess i guess when you think of i used i i think i think of the 89 one a little bit more but you're right yes it definitely has batman Batman returns gives you the batmobile going through the snow i mean come on what's more iconic than that I just for me, it's simple. This just is what the Batmobile is to me. Like it just is. I mean, it was hardwired into my brain. Obviously, it's heavily influenced the animated series version of the of the car as well, which is what we all grew up loving. And it just, you know, I like that it has the fins in the back to kind of pay homage to the sort of 60s kind of iconic Batman Batmobile era. But it really has it, it just is the Batmobile. That's that's the only way to put it. You know, I mean, it it. it has those great moments where it kind of like it goes down the alleyway and it squeezes into the alleyway where nobody else can and that yep. that's fu- that's a fun moment that's a little bit silly um but cool when you're a kid you're like oh no way um but yeah it just you can't improve upon this you have to go in a completely different direction if you want to beat it because it just is it just is the Batmobile. Yeah, you know what? Also, you talk about Batman Returns. That's a good point. And also that scene where like you know let's we talked about the Bat Pod coming out of the tumbler but let's let's get let's give credit where credit's due we did see something similar to this in batman returns which is an awesome moment you're right a little a little sillier but when that you know little narrow card goes through the alley it, it is really really cool um so yeah absolutely great moments from 89 great moments from batman returns it is the ultimate batmobile Ra- rachel take us home i mean unfortunately i don't have much more to add than alex said because again to me and to many others that's just like when you say when somebody says batman's batmobile that that's just what you picture it's that car and that made such an impact (laughs) with like you said it made such an impact with the animated series and even obviously yeah the the nolan kind of went a different way but then they kind of brought it back and it's like that car is like the example of what a Batman car is. And there's somewhere, somewhere it's always going to kind of, kind of have that feel if it's really going to feel like a Batman car. And it was the first live action Batmobile like that for a lot of us. So watching it drive around, like you said, the shield scene is still like one of the best <laughs> scenes where he just said shields and all the things go around it. And you're like, that's just so cool. That's so Batman. Um, yeah. It's just like, that's the Batmobile. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. 100% approval rating. Uh, that's it. So no surprise that that would finish number one. Uh, that's it. We did it. All right. I, I'm going to recap the rankings here right now. I will go from best to worst now. Uh, here we go. So we had number one, the Burton Batmobile. Number two, the Batpaw. Number three, the Matt Reeves Batmobile. Number four, Burton Batwing. Number five, the Bat. Number six, the Tumbler. Tied for seventh, the Batcopter as well as the Schumacher Batwing. Number nine, the Bat Ski Boat. Number 10, the 60s Batmobile. Number 11, 11, the Batman and Robin Batmobile. Number 12, the BVS Batmobile. 
tied for 13th, the Forever Batmobile, as well as the Batboat from Batman Forever. And coming in at dead last, the three-way grouping of the Batblade, the Pat Skiff, and the Bat Hammer from Batman and Robin. Uh, that's it. This was fantastic. Glad we were able to rank these vehicles. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. If you're listening and this is the first time you're listening to the Batman by the Numbers podcast and you like these rankings, we did two other rankings episodes as well. Please go check those out where I already alluded to it. We ranked the Batman movies as well as the cinematic Batman villains. Uh, please go ahead and follow me at D Cohen writer on Twitter. Again, I am Daniel Cohen at D Cohen writer on Twitter. Rachel, got anything you want to plug? Um, you can follow me on social medias. They're all the same at Rachel Kinesis. Um, I'm unfortunately not super active other than guest starring occasionally on other friends podcasts. So you'll hear me around. <laughs> awesome. Alex, got anything you got to plug? I have so many things. Uh, you can Go follow me on Twitter at Media Thinkings, on Letterboxd at Media Thinkings as well. You can follow my film podcast, Cinema Joes, at Cinema Joes on Twitter, Cinema Joes on all major podcast platforms. Uh, we're only we're, we're down to once a month uh, for the fall as we kind of like uh, adjust to new realities uh, come this spring. So uh, we just put out a, a Mrs. Doubtfire episode with uh, Pop Breaks' Tyler McCarthy, uh, and that was a really fun um, review to do. And uh, we have uh, Wakanda Forever, coming in november and we have avatar the way of water coming in december so definitely look out for that stuff um as for the other podcasts that i host over on this podcast feed the breakcast uh we bill versus the mcu where we uh are reviewing uh re-watching all of the mcu uh three or four movies or event series at a time we just put out last week our uh, part three of phase four, uh, which covered all the 2022 releases up to now. So that includes Moon Knight, uh, that includes uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Miss Marvel, and Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, that was a really fun episode. We went a little bit longer than I anticipated, but there was a lot to discuss uh, because uh, me and Bill really liked one of the movies and really disagreed on one of the other movies. So that made uh, for an interesting conversation. Next month uh, is going to be our last episode of our watch where we are where we finish off uh and catch up to the current uh the current releases which would be she hulk werewolf by night and wakanda forever which we will be recording uh like a day after it comes out in theater so very excited for our november episode um and yeah in addition to all that you can also subscribe to pop break tv uh where i host the um the tv break podcast uh with bill bodkin and uh josh Janecki. uh last month we talked about Kid Cuddy's Intergalactic, and next month, as in uh, one week from, uh, in in one week's time, uh, we'll be doing the peripheral, uh, the new uh, Lisa uh, Lisa Joy and Jonah Nolan, speaking of Batman, um, their new series for Amazon, all about virtual reality and maybe time travel and maybe murder, but who's to say with those two? You never really know what's going on there. So yeah, you can follow all that stuff. Uh, Best place to find all of our podcasts that we're doing is by going to thepopbreak.com and clicking on the podcast tab. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, hope you enjoyed these rankings. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>